and welcome to ArborPod, Detective Dendro's series. Today's guest is Guy Mayur in the case of the waning wax myrtles. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture. It was a warm summer afternoon just right for musing over the nursery catalogs, looking at new cultivators of shrubs. The aroma of gardenias wafted through the screen door and into my nostrils, latching onto the olfactory bulbs attached to my cerebral cortex. I drifted back to fragrances past, osmanthus, jasminum, elysium. Rit crash! The noise tore me out of my daydream and away from my desk. I ran down the hall to the back door. There I saw Kodit sprawled on the ground, surrounded by a spilled sack full of roots that we'd ungirdled from tree trunks. The handle of our air excavation tool was painfully placed in his lap, and the business end was stuck through the screen door. Code it, I yelled. How many times do I have to tell you tools go back in their cases before they are moved? I'm sorry, Mr. Dendro, Kodit replied. I-, I was trying to get the samples into the lab so we could get to dinner. There's always time for safety, I reminded him. NCZ. The telephone rang, so I closed the door to keep at least some of the insects out and left Coded to straighten up the mess while I took the call. Detective Dendro, I'm losing my screen and I, I don't know what to do, the voice on the other end said. I know how you feel. I'm losing mine, too, I muttered under my breath, still peeved about the torn door. My wax myrtle hedge is dying and our landscaper doesn't know what the problem is, she continued. The two on the far end died a while ago, and now the rest look sad. We cannot lose our hedge. It's all that protects us from the glare of headlights and marauding dogs, and... Give me your address, ma'am, and we'll be right over, I assured her. Report form in hand, I went back to Coded, who had just finished stashing the roots under the dissection table. Coded, load the tools, and don't forget our reference books. We're off to see some waning wax myrtles. Morella serifera. Yes, sir, Mr. Dendro, Coda replied as he packed our gear into the pickup. As we tooled down the road, he asked, uh, Isn't the genus name supposed to be Marike? Good question, but that genus name has changed to Morella, I told him. Maybe it resembles a tasty mushroom. I'm sure there's a scientific reason for these name changes by taxonomists, but some say they are for their own job security. Why are we messing around with shrubs for? Aren't we arborists? Coda wondered. Speaking of job security, managing shrubs diversifies an arborist's services and fills in nicely between tree jobs, I told him with a wink. Shrubs are an arborist's business. Our training in tree care qualifies us to handle smaller woody plants like shrubs and even vines. We can apply that expertise to the benefit of our clients and our own bottom line. Okay, but why do we have to be late for dinner? Kodak complained. We're going to the client's home directly after her call for three reasons. First, her plant problem is at the front of her mind now, so she is primed to tell us all she knows. Second, she is home, so she can give us the site history. Third, but not least, she will be willing to pay us well if we know that we are committed to cracking the case. We parked along the curb, promptly spotting the problem plants. They were lined up along the sidewalk and blocked the view to the first floor of the house. The shrubs on one end did look the worst. My eyes went down the line of plants, noting foliage color and density, bark texture and color, and the location of the berries and the dead twigs. 
My eyes got to the end of the hedge just as the client walked around it. She was the kind of woman that gave a man 20-10 vision. Her cheeks had a pink blush like mimosa flowers, and her bright green eyes sparkled like sunshine on chlorophyll, though they were clearly clouded by her wax-myrtle worries. As we approached, I caught a whiff of bayberry perfume. My name is Myra Baymont, Detective Tendro, I presume? She inquired, grasping my hand. The electricity licked my palm and shocked me back to action. Yes, ma'am, at your service, I smiled back. This is my assistant, Coded. We see that your hedge is not doing well. Has it always been cut flat like this? Yes, they've been shaped like that ever since they started to grow tall, she answered. That's how our landscaper does it. We planted them eight years ago, and the two under the trees died soon after. The rest looked all right until recently. They gave us a privacy screen, shade, shelter from storms, erosion and noise, air cooling and purification, and wildlife habitat, and they look so pretty. Then we noticed dead branches and asked our landscaper what the matter was. He thought they might need fertilizer, so he fed them. He didn't really feed them. Uh, fertilizer is like vitamins and minerals. Sunshine makes tree food, Coded interrupted. My assistant is learning some things well, I said. Coda, we cannot prescribe action until a root collar examination is done. First comes the RCX, then the RX. Please remove those dead inner branches and remove the leaves and mulch from the bayberry stem so we can get a good look at the flare. Look carefully for discoloration on the stems. Bayberries? I thought these were wax myrtles, Myra said. Which are they? Both, I told her. Common names can be confusing. Scientifically speaking, they are Morella serifera. The northern species is Morella pennsylvanica. Because it takes nitrogen from the air, it grows well in poor soil, so it's popular in urban areas. Candleberry is another common name. Its berries are waxy enough to make candles after oils are taken out for other uses. Do you wear that perfume often? It's my favorite fragrance, she replied. I never knew it came from my favorite plant. Now can you tell me what is wrong with my Morella? I do not want to lose them. I crushed the leaves and sniffed the aromatic oils. I rolled the berries between my fingers, feeling the wax. I flexed the branches, snapping the dead ones and scratching the bark to check the living ones. I ran my fingertips over the lichens and looked for symptoms on the stems. I dug up a little soil, rolled it in my hands, and smelled it. I focused my hand lens on the roots, looking for those nitrogen-fixing nodules and more. I studied the slope of the site and the sidewalk a slight distance away. I looked at the plant's form, dense and flat at the top, sparse and narrow at the bottom. Then I thought of having champagne and orange juice with my Saturday morning breakfast, and I knew the answer. Hey, Mr. Dendro, I found dark blotches on the bottom of this stem and gray patches higher up, Coded told me. And this dead one has big holes in it. Excellent observations, Coded. The gray patches are lichen, a harmless associate. The holes in the dead branches are nectria canker, a secondary stage of the disease. 
Those blotches are signs of Fusarium oxysporum, a pernicious perennial pathogen. A culprit is a close cousin to mimosa wilt, which in fact is named perniciosum. The disease is called a vascular wilt because it infects the vascular or circulatory system. Codet, please pull out your pocket knife and peel back the bark on that infected branch, I told him, letting Myra look through my magnifying glass. You will see the inner bark stained a light brown, just like this picture on page 248 of our disease book. The stains may be worse under the blotches on the side with the dead branches. Codet did as I suggested and showed Myra the evidence. But what can we do to save my shrubs? she pleaded her gaze going from the soft stems to the pictures and back to me. I don't want to lose them. First, Codet will finish taking away the leaves and extra mulch to keep the stems moist and dark, an excellent habitat for this fungus. Next, we'll remove the dead branches that impede our investigation. Then we'll look closely at the stems to see how infected they are. There are chemical products that can control mild infections, but since this is a soil-borne disease, they won't totally knock it out. The treatment may be expensive over time, so replacement is an option to... Look! A black snake! Myra said, clutching my arm to her side. I could feel her heart beat faster, and mine started beating like a big bass drum. That's no black snake, ma'am. That's a drip irrigation hose, I assured her. Black snakes are beneficial associates to your shrubs because they eat rodents that could chew the bark. The hose that Coated is removing was watering the base of the shrubs, so the irrigation and extra nitrogen in that fertilizer has sped the spread of the disease. No other plant will get this strain of wilt except wax myrtle, as it is host-specific. Here's what I recommend, I said, handing her my prescription. 1. Improve the soil to correct the poor drainage from the compaction close to the sidewalk. 2. Apply supplemental irrigation and fertilization away from the stems out to beyond the drip line. 3. Prune them to restore their natural shape. Wax myrtles can be twice this tall, making more of those contributions that you conceive so keenly. Few taxa take kindly to constant crew cuts. If air and light can't move through the plants, the inner branches die and disease spreads. The infections are older at the shady side of the hedge. That's where Codet found the Nectria canker, but are spreading down the line and affecting plants in full sun. Sheer madness has aggravated their condition, so we will specify pruning that maintains a natural form, as advocated by Cassie Turnstroemia at plant amnesty. Topping is harmful to wax myrtles, trees, and all woody plants, I said, catching Codet's eye. Thank you, Detective Dendro, she said gratefully. Please work with my landscaper and bill me for your time. Codet loaded the tools and the samples of infected stems, and we drove back to Clarice's for dinner. You were right, Mr. Dendro. Problems with soil, irrigation, mulching, fertilizing, and pruning can hurt both trees and shrubs. And now I, I will recognize wilt disease when I witness it in mimosas and other trees. You're learning fast, Codet, I replied. Our boricultural tasks make a symphony with all the instruments in harmony. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ArborPod Detective Dendro series. Are you certified by ISA? You can earn CEUs for this podcast. 
Just use the code DD2764 to complete the quiz online. Stay tuned for the next ones. This podcast is provided by the International Society of Arboriculture.